Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. The Lord changed my message again. And I'm so grateful when he does that because I only want to say, you know, if you say what God is saying, you do what he's doing, then you're, you're in the right lane. And I just want to first remind you that we also not only have this platform, but we also have podcasts of this message and others. And you can get on Chosen Essay on the Apple Podcast app, or you can get on SummitEssay.com. Go to media, scroll down, click on Chosen, and you can also hear this. I have more and more people telling me they're really enjoying the podcast. And so, however you prefer to listen, you're going to want to re-listen to today because I'm going to read you something at the end that, for me personally, was so profound And if you've been coming and you've been with me, then you know it's the very things we've been talking about. It was almost as if the Lord was saying, all right, now I'm going to put it all into one paragraph. And it's so powerful. I'm speaking out every day. And you're going to be really excited to hear it. So please, you can re-listen to it. And you can do what I did. I wrote it down because it was a, a YouTube and so I, and I couldn't find the print anywhere. So don't ask me for my copy. If I went through the trouble, you're going to go through the trouble. And I wrote down every word and, and typed it out. So. so I woke up the other morning, as I have very many mornings, hearing Psalm 103, 1 through 5. And it's on the benefits of the Lord. And I've talked often about the benefits of the Lord. But I want to tell you something. Unless I'm speaking on forgiveness, I don't go back to any old message. Why? Jesus said, pray, give us this day our daily bread. So if you go back to bread that's 10 years old, it's going to be stale. I want fresh bread. So unless I'm giving my testimony on forgiveness, why do I go back? Because my testimony hasn't changed. But revelation is ever-increasing. So what he gave you last year or last week should be an ongoing revelation for you. And so he started in my mind. I got up, and it just, as I do so often, I mean, I just, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all of his benefits. Who forgives each one of all of my iniquities. Who heals each one of all of my diseases. Who redeems my life from the pit and from destruction. Who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies my mouth with good so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. I am strong, overcoming, and soaring. You can tell I have spoken that out many, 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 many times. And so that's what happened. And then... I opened up something, a letter from uh, a preacher that I really, really love and receive a lot from. And the whole thing was on Psalm 103. And I'm sitting in my chair, and the Lord began to speak to me. My teacher said, 
I want you to, to go back over Psalm 103, and I want you to go over my benefits, and I want you to share them. And then all of a sudden, now my husband, whom I adore, has this incessant habit that I do not adore. <laughs> he hums all the time songs that are not tunes and will never be. And he makes up words to songs that exist, but they're the wrong words. Love is patient. We talked about this last week. It is not touchy, fretful. And so I made a choice to say, Lord, thank you that I have a loyal, faithful, devoted husband who doesn't know the word to any song. But that does not matter. It's not a deal breaker. But on Saturday morning, he walked in. I was sitting in my prayer chair. He goes to the window and he starts singing out loud, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And I thought he got the words right. He got the tune right. I was Jesus. You are speaking to me. And I said, Randy, that's just what I was going to share. And he goes, well, tell the women I sang it. <laughs> so we're going to go over it once again. Because we are in the new covenant ratified by the blood of the Lamb of God. We are in Passover week. And in case you are not familiar, especially during this week, there is a portal open where you can hear God in unprecedented ways if you will listen as we approach celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I will tell you right now, I mean, the grads go on an Easter egg hunt and all they care about is not the eggs with candy, but the eggs that Mimi and Papa put money in. They each get a golden egg, and they know there's going to be cash in that egg. And so that's, we just stand there and control that each one only gets one egg. So, you know, that's fine. But, you know, I really don't have much to do with bunnies and, and eggs. I'm more interested in the Lamb of God. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Jesus, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Let's focus on him. Let's focus on hearing him. The Lord wants to speak to each of you this week in a way you've never heard him before. And if you will set aside time and be quiet in his presence, you're going to hear him. He's going to tell you something you need to know, something you've been waiting for. Block out the noises and just listen. If you have to turn off your phone, it's not going to hurt you to turn it off for a few minutes. In fact, it'll benefit you. That business call can wait. They'll call back. There's this thing, leave a message at the sound of the tone. The text will still come in. He's going to speak to you. I'm telling you that because I'm hearing it from heaven. So the old covenant promises are still very, very, very valid in the new covenant. Glory to God. So listen. You know, some years ago... I was 
desperate as I've been many times. How many of you have ever been desperate? I was desperate to hear God. This was in 1984. And some things had happened that caused me great concern. And my husband had had, uh, they found, they'd found a growth. And I remember when he was coming back from the doctor on that very day, I had gotten a, a flat. I was pregnant with our third child. And I had my, my five and, wait a minute, seven-year-old. Kelly was seven, Katie was five. And I was pregnant with Courtney. And all of a sudden, now this is before the day, or I think cell phones were just coming out, but they weren't cell phones, they were mobile phones, and they were like this big, and you know, it cost $3 a minute, and da-da-da. And I don't think we, we did not have one yet. I think we were just getting ready to get one, because I know before Courtney was born, we got our first one. Oh, and it wasn't even a car phone at the time, it was a box. Remember those? Some of you are not old enough to remember those. It was a box, and you had to carry this box with you. And you had to threaten people, don't you dare call me unless it's an emergency because it was really expensive. And so we were on a pretty deserted road. And all of a sudden, we hear and feel thump, thump, thump. And I had a flat. I have no idea how to change a flat. Now I'm looking out and I see some women I know very well, you know how to change a flat. But I do not know, I never will know, I don't want to know, it would break my nails and that would not make me happy. So never mind. Walda, you probably know how to change a flat, don't you? Yeah, I thought so. Good, I'll call you instead of AAA. And so I got out, I mean, what could you do? I got out of the car, there was no other cars around and I start walking home with my two little girls. And it, there was no sidewalks, it was the side of a dusty road, there were weeds. And I'm trying to protect them just in case there's, you know, it's Texas. It was hot. So anything happened, I wanted it to be me, not them. And all of a sudden, this car pulls beside me, and this man says, do you need a ride? And it was my husband. <laughs> and he had just come from the doctor and been told that he had this growth. And he looked at me and he said, I am not under the curse of my parents because both of his parents had cancer, and both of them died from cancer. And so I got in the car, got in agreement with him, and, you know, did what probably you would do, too. I just start to, started to stand against fear, because it tries to come at you, right? I mean, it's a, it's a spirit force. That's why in the Apostle Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. It is a spiritual force. It has to be dealt with in the spirit, which means you have to use the faith in your heart coming out of your mouth and stand against it. Fear, I stand against you. I resist you in the name of Jesus. I submit to the God of peace, the Prince of Peace. Well, Sandy, but I just don't feel like it. Well, then be afraid. But I'm telling you, that spirit force, it hears you. And so... He sought the Lord, and he said, I believe God's going to heal me now. That doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. But what you are supposed to do is seek wisdom. And so we got into agreement, stood for his healing. But before it happened, I mean, I, boy, in those days, now I pray sitting down more than I pray on my knees. But in those days, I would just pray on my knees for hours, which is why I don't, 
usually do that now because <laughs> my youth is renewed like the eagles, but I prefer, and I have hard floors, and in those days I had really thick carpet. And so, but I was praying on my knees one day, just seeking the Lord about this, and uh, I very clearly heard Isaiah 61, 6 and 7. Now, that's old covenant to Israel. But all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. He didn't say just new covenant. But we have a, a better covenant, which means that we can ask for the promises in the old covenant, just like I just read you from Psalm 12. But you ask, John 14, 14, in the name of Jesus. Because he is the mediator of a new covenant on better promises. So I heard Isaiah 61, 6 and 7. And I'm just telling you, I just had fear that he was going to die, that something would happen. But he had the faith to know God was going to heal him. And, in, and the Lord told him he healed him supernaturally. And he did. He took the medicine of the word. He still has to this day typed out all the healing scriptures, and he would go over them every day. Again, I'm not telling you to do that. This was on direction of the Holy Spirit. What I am telling you, though, is seek the Lord for his direction. Don't just hop on the bandwagon. He has a plan for every one of us. And so, Isaiah 61, 6 and 7 says this. And by the way, before I tell you what it says, we had really been defrauded. I mean, we really had financially. And I, I had chosen to not be bitter about it. He was never bitter. But, you know, I mean, how many of you like for people that you trusted just to rip you off? That's just never fun. So Isaiah 61, 6 and 7 says this. But you shall be called the priest of the Lord. People will speak of you as the ministers of our God. You will eat the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, you will shout for joy over your portion. You will possess double what you forfeited. Everlasting joy will be yours. And it went on to say, for I, the Lord, hate robbery. And I will faithfully give you your recompense. When I read that, you will be called the priest of the Lord, and people will speak of you as the ministers of our God my heart got into agreement. I knew the Lord was speaking to me. It was a rhema word. It was a spirit of wisdom and revelation. The eyes of my heart were enlightened. And I knew right then he'd be healed. And he was. Totally. That thing is gone. Just disappeared. It didn't happen overnight. But we stayed on it. We stayed on it. We stayed on it. Until it did. You know, if you just don't give up on the word... God is watching over his word to perform it. But the testing of your faith produces endurance so that you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, and none of us want to be tested, but there is no such thing as untested faith. Do you see it and then believe it? No. You believe it, and then you see it. Do you see it and then say it? No. You say it. When you don't see it. Amen. Isn't that what Jesus said in Mark 11? To speak to the mountain and believe and not doubt in your heart. You will have what you say. 
when it's backed by faith and forgiveness. So when I got Isaiah 61, 6 and 7 and 8, I knew right then he'd be healed. And I knew that we would receive double what we forfeited. I made a list of every financial loss we had. I added it up. I won't even tell you what it came to. And I began to proclaim, Lord, I receive this amount. Are you ready? Double at market value accumulated over the last however many years. Now, you know, the really good news is the way things are today. If you do that, a house just went on the sell on this market. A few doors down from me, same floor plan. You would be shocked if I told you what they were asking. I was, there is no way, and guess what? It's sold in a day. And I bet you anything, it was a bidding war. So today, market value, you better make a list of what the devil owes you, people. You are in for a blessing. So let's take apart Psalm 103, the first five verses. I went back, I researched all the meaning of the Hebrew. This is very exciting because I want to tell you something. I want you to listen to me very carefully. Every one of you look at me. If you are not consciously aware of remembering his benefits on a daily basis, you very well may not get them. Because when I tell you what the Hebrew word forget means, you're going to see why. By the way, I said this a little bit during worship, but I'm going to say it now because it's being recorded. I told you last week to wear your tennis shoes if you had any. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's a symbol that you're still in the race. But he showed me even more. I've told you before, my youngest son-in-law is an iron man. And what that means is, beside that, I think he's a little off his rocker. Not really, but I just cannot imagine that kind of competition. Although I've watched him, it's just like, wow. Because you swim, like even in the ocean. Uh, I, I don't remember. It might be 2.5 miles. Forgive me if that's not right, but it's a lot. So you do the swim, and then you bike for, I think it's 112 miles. And then you run a marathon, which is 26 miles. And, I mean, he's, he's like a machine, honestly. He's not even panting. I've watched him. I've watched him cross the finish line. He's not even panting. I'm panting watching. I mean, partially because I'm holding my breath, which is not the wisest thing to do. But the Lord started showing me a spiritual marathon. And he said to me, you've gone through the flood and you haven't drowned. And then we've ridden. You know, in the, in the, in the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, the Lord showed Ezekiel wheels. And I believe they were symbolic of the wind of the Spirit. But now, you're in the race. And I believe the Lord spoke this to me. That this phase of the race is almost complete. And you're getting ready to cross the, the finish line. So whatever you've been running the race of faith. 
The Bible says, run with patience the race set before you in Hebrews 12.2. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. So that trial you've been going through, that hardship you've been crying out to God, you're getting ready to cross the finish line. And I remember his first Ironman was in Houston, Texas. It was blazing hot. And uh, we were there. And boy, toward the end, he started struggling. And I'm texting a, a friend of mine who was here who had done an Ironman competition because by then I'm panicking. Courtney's pacing. And I don't mean panic in a horrible way. I mean, I was just, I mean, you know, you, your adrenaline is just, and because his blood sugar had really dropped. And we didn't know if he was going to make it. In fact, I think you have till midnight to cross the finish line. And then it's over. If, I mean, you could cross at 12.01 and you don't get that Ironman. And I think, if I recall, I think he crossed that finish line at 20 till midnight. We'd been there all day. It had started like at 7 in the morning. Everybody was absolutely exhausted. And I remember crossing that line and how hard that race was. But you know, as he's progressively done this, it's gotten easier and easier and easier. So you're about to cross that finish line in this segment of your race. And then a new one will begin. But hallelujah, you're going to come in before midnight. So be ready. Keep your running shoes on. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. That word bless is an act of adoration. It literally means to kneel. But when you bless the Lord, you are adoring him. What do you bless him with your soul? What is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? That means when you don't feel like it, bless the Lord. When your mind is going in a dozen directions and every fiery missile of the evil one of fear and doubt and worry and unbelief and what if is hitting you, bless the Lord. Your mind, your will, your will. I choose to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, mind, will, and emotions. But God, my children, my children, bless the Lord, oh my soul. But my health, bless the Lord, oh my finances, bless the Lord. Whatever it is, you tell your mind, your will, and your emotions to bless the Lord, to adore him. Amen. And then it says... Forget not one of all his benefits. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. Here you go. That word forget means to not forget his doings and his ways. It is a primitive root that means to mislay, such as to be oblivious from want of memory or attention. Have you ever mislaid your keys? How many of you have a car in the garage? How many of you know if you mislay your keys and you can't find them because you forgot where they are? I don't care if it's a brand new car in perfect working order. Will that car work? No. Why? Because you mislaid your keys. In other words, you forgot where they are. When you forget his benefits, you might not get them. Because the Bible says, don't forget them. 
to be oblivious from want of memory or attention. You know why that is so alarming? Because God's prescription for health is Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. And it says, my son, pay attention to my words. Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. That's God's medicine. But what do you have to do? Attend. So if you mislay his benefits, what happens? You're not taking your medicine. That's like if you go to the doctor, you're diagnosed, let's just say with strep throat, and you're given this antibiotic. You take it for two days. And then you mislay it. You forget. You don't take it anymore. What's going to happen? That strep is going to come back worse. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just giving you an example. When you forget his benefits and you refuse to bless the Lord, even in your trials, you're putting yourself in a dangerous, precarious position. Now, he's, David's telling his soul, his mind, will, and emotions to bless the Lord, to adore him, and to pay attention to his benefits. Okay, so what are his benefits? Let's look at them. That word benefit means dealings and recompense. It means treatment. It is an act of good and of reward. It is from a primitive root. You know, all Hebrew words, there are only three primitive roots. And all other Hebrew words come from these, it's like a wheel with spokes. All other words in Hebrew come from these primitive roots. So when you look it up in your concordance or whatever, you'll see very often a primitive root. If you don't, scroll it and find out what the primitive root is. Because that means that word came from the hub of the will. And the primitive root of benefit is to deal fully or adequately with. To deal fully or adequately with. So his benefit, let's say it, is to deal fully and adequately with his recompense and treatment of good and reward. In other words, God treats us well. But God did this to me. No, he didn't. He did not come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the thief. And he wants you to think God did it. But I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, as long as the Lord has called me, if you really think that the sickness, the disease, the horrible relationships, the strife, the worry, the anxiety, the fear the lack and the shortage, if you really think God did this to you, please don't try to get out of it because you're disobeying the will of God. And for heaven's sake, don't go to the doctor. Do you see how faulty that thinking is? If you really believe it's from God, surely you don't. If we know, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give good to those who ask Him? But you got to go after it. I've told you many times, because it's one of my favorite stories in the whole world, that my mother had a cousin who was, I guess, my second or third cousin, I don't know. 
He was a beautiful man. He had white hair, blue eyes. He was gorgeous. But he was mean and grumpy. And my mother was the only one who took care of him. And when he was about 90-something years old, he had a, a home that was declared, what, are the, um, what is the city? They condemned it. He had 10 dogs in this house. It was a shack. And the city condemned it. And so my mom had to put him in a nursing home because he, he wasn't taking care of himself. And I think by then he was 95, 96. And so one day, cousin Tommy left the earth. You know, my mother would bring him for holidays and she would make us just, you go kiss him. And I, we were just, we don't want to, mom. You go do it. And so one day, cousin Tommy left earth. He departed. And everybody thought he was a pauper. But actually, he, had a, he owned a building in New York City. And my mother was the sole beneficiary. And all the relatives came forth. We miss Cousin Tommy. Until they found out my mother was the sole beneficiary. But even though she was a legal heir of a building in New York City, it wasn't just handed to her. She and my father had to go there and fight for it. They had to apprehend it. They had to apprehend that for which they were heirs, legal rightful heirs. And so do we. Why? We saw last week, the devil has great wrath. He knows his time is short. So we have to be strong in the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, laying down our lives. What are his benefits? Number one, he forgives all of our iniquities. And I hope you don't have any trouble believing that, that the blood of Jesus cleanses you of all unrighteousness. That word forgive means to pardon and to spare. The word all means all or whole. He pardons and he spares us from all of our iniquities. That word means faults and perversities and punishments. Iniquity is what is passed through the generations. It means to twist or to crook. It's that thing in your flesh that all of a sudden, did you have to learn to, to walk in rejection and shame and fear? No, you didn't have to learn that. It was passed on through the generations. How many people do you know that have addictions? And I hear it all the time. Oh, well, his father was an addict and his grandfather was an addict. And you know, it just runs in the family. I refuse that. Isaiah 53 said he was bruised for our iniquities. Before he ever went to the cross, they beat him with sticks and blows. And when you bruise, what does that mean? Does it just mean your skin changes colors? Or does it mean you're bleeding on the inside? He was bruised from that generational line that was passed on to you. When my children were little and they would suffer some, something I could see in the family, I would say, that's an iniquity. Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. Don't lean into that crook. And I don't mean a crook as in a robber, although it is. I mean a crook, a twist. He forgives how many of them? All of them. All of our faults, all of our perversities, all of our punishments. Don't forget it. It's his benefit. It's how God treats us. How active are you in this? And then, his benefit. 
He forgives each one of, say it, all of our diseases. David is talking to his soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. He forgives or he heals all of your mental diseases, your emotional diseases, your physical diseases. How many? All. Don't forget it. That word heal is Rafa. Jehovah Rafa. And it means, Rafa means to mend, cure, heal, repair, and thoroughly make whole. That's my God. That's Jehovah. That's the I am, the self-existent one. He heals all. I won't settle for less. The word diseases means maladies, diseases, ready, grievous sicknesses. How many does he heal? All. Have you mislaid that? Have you failed to pay attention to his benefit? I won't. I won't forget. I will not forget. If you forget it, just remember, it's just like you mislaid your keys. You can go sit in your car for 10 hours and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, engine, to start. Well, you better hope it's not August because you will have a heat stroke. No, you've got to have the keys. The key to his benefits. Bless the Lord, adore him, and don't forget. But I did that, it just didn't work. Well, you quit. It didn't work because you quit. There's no expiration date on the promises of God, but there is an expiration date on the trial. So the key is you, la you outlast the affliction. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Third benefit. He redeems your life from the pit and destruction. The word redeem means to purchase or to buy back. What was the currency he used to buy us back and purchase us what? The blood of Jesus. That's our ransom. From the what? The pit, that word pit is trap. Destruction means corruption. I am redeemed from corruption. I don't have to live a corrupt life anymore. I did at one time, but at 20 years old, I made the best decision of my life. I gave my heart to Jesus Christ. And if you haven't done that, just say, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me my sins and come into my heart and live as my Lord and Savior. Fulfill all your purpose for me in my generation. It's not hard. You just invite him. You invite him in. He won't push the door open. The door handle's on your side. Pushing the door open, that would be the thief. He redeems my life from every trap. Pit is trap. Every trap of the enemy. Psalm 91, surely he will deliver me from the snare of the trapper. Thank you, Lord. Number four, he crowns you with loving kindness and with tender mercy. That word crown means to surround. It is from a primitive root. Are you ready? That means to encircle with protection. He encircles you with protection with his loving kindness and tender mercy. The Hebrew word is hesed. Hesed is God's overwhelming desire to do you good. Hesed controls the heart of God. Hesed is why Jesus 
performed all the miracles he did. The Bible says he was moved with compassion. And as undistasteful as this may sound, that word compassion is the word for bowels. And let's face it, when you got to move, you got to move. His compassion drove him. Drove him. I was driven with compassion today. He encircles you with protection. And that protection is called hesed. And fidelity. His fidelity is his faithfulness. Number five. He satisfies you with good things. Don't forget it. Don't stop paying attention. Pay attention to his forgiveness. Pay attention to his healing power. Pay attention to that circle of protection. Pay attention that you're ransomed from the pit. I've heard Christians go, so how are you doing? Oh, I'm in the pit. Well, you know what that tells me? You forgot. I'm depressed. You forgot. I'm discouraged. You forgot. Don't forget. Sandy, you're just a crazy person. You're right. I am crazy about Jesus. I'm crazy about his word. I am, I am, I am. It's my life. It's what drives me. It's why I get up in the morning. It's why I go to bed at night. He satisfies me with good so that my youth is renewed like the eagle's. You will never hear me say, I'm having a senior moment. You'll never hear me say, I'll probably be in a wheelchair. You'll never hear me say, I'm losing my mind. If you're losing your mind, you better find it. You never lose your mind. The, the rich man that died and went to hell did not lose his mind. Your brain may need healing, but your mind is still there. It's part of your soul. So let's talk about that. Satisfy. That word means satisfied and excellent. He satisfies with good. The Hebrew primitive root means beautiful and pleasant. He satisfies your mouth. That Hebrew word means ornaments. Now you know how much... I enjoy Christmas. I really enjoy Christmas. I have reasons for it too. It was the only time in my childhood I felt safe. Before my dad was born again, he loved Christmas. He was always happy at Christmas. And I felt safe at Christmas. And so I completely enjoy Christmas. I love being with my family. We always start the day or we read the Christmas story. I cry every time. My husband starts it out, came about in the days of Sir, whatever his name is, Terenius, whatever his name was. And the minute he starts, I start crying. I can't help it. I just want to cry now. Because I am so grateful for that message, peace on earth, more than ever. Goodwill toward men. Isn't it amazing that the angels declared God's will? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And we wonder what the will of God is. Read the Bible. 
He satisfies my ornament with good so that my youth, by the way, that Hebrew word means early life, is renewed like the eagles. Why like the eagles? You know why, don't you? Because an old eagle, the most majestic of birds, I really, I just think eagles are so cool. I want one. I think it's against the law. But they are such majestic birds. I mean, I like to go to the zoo just so I can see the eagles and the lions. Oh, but that's the devil. No, it isn't. The Bible says he's like a a roaring lion. He's not one. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the king of the jungle. Akuna Matata. Our Joyce is in Kenya right now watching. Hi, Joyce and your sister. Isn't that cool that we live in such a small world now that people on the other side, we can just be in perfect sync. But an eagle, an old eagle, its talons are dulled. Its beak is dull. Its feathers are old. And it goes up on a rock, plucks out all of its feathers, beats its talon and its, its talons and its beak against the rock. And it stays on the rock in the sun until its feathers grow back. Its talons and its beak are sharp again, and it arises renewed. If you're feeling old today, get in the sun, S-O-N. Remember his benefits. I'm not going to be old and decrepit. What am I going to be? Young until the day I die at a very old age. Candy Mabry gave me a crystal clock for Christmas, and it had that engraved on it, sitting by my bed. Well, I just don't feel that. I don't feel that way. My joints are creaky. Oh, no, I remember his benefits. He heals all of my diseases. He renews my youth like the eagles. I am strong. I'm overcoming. I am soaring. That's the will of God. Well, Sandy, I mean, you got to get old. I know that. I know that. But I'll, I won't be old in my mind. I may not have the physical strength that I had at 20, but I don't need it because I have people that do. And I paid my dues. So even if you do, pretend. I have strapping grandsons. In fact, after this last Christmas, I'll just tell you this and we're going we're gonna to end it. After this last Christmas, um, I said, you know what? I'm not decorating for Christmas anymore because I have stairs. I don't want to move because I have a daughter that lives two doors down and another two blocks away. And time's going by fast. I have a granddaughter that's 20, a grandson, 18, going to be leaving for Texas A&M, my alma mater and Randy's. And when I say Texas A&M, what are you supposed to say? Thank you. (laughs) So you will see me in maroon. And I, you know, I said, I'm going to, back in my day, we wore our college ring on our little finger. And and so I told Kelly, I'm going to take it to my jeweler and have it made bigger so I can wear it on this finger. And uh, she goes, why? You're not going why do kids grow up? Because I want to support my grandson. I mean, time's going by fast. 
So I, I don't want to move. And so I have these stairs. And last Christmas, I, I went, when I put up the decorations, I think I made more than 30 trips up and down the stairs. It was exhausting. I said, I'm just not doing that anymore. Forget it. Girls, y'all decorate. They said, Mom, you're not going to do that. And then I got this idea. Wait, I've got these strong grandsons. And they like money. So I figured it out. I'm going to pay them. They're going to carry my boxes. And I'll just have the fun of decorating. And actually, my beautiful Katie, she is actually the one that does the decorating. But I've been carrying the boxes. I'm not going to do it anymore. Now I'm going to read you something. And this is what you're just going to have to copy word for word if you're smart. Just like I did. Psalm 103 ends with, bless the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Do you understand that angels listen to the voice of his word and do it? So if I'm blessing the Lord and I'm proclaiming his benefits and I'm exalting his mercies and that he treats me well and he heals me and he forgives me and he crowns me, he redeems me and he renews my youth. You know what the angels are doing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm hearkening to that word. Yes, sir. You have to be diligent. Don't say anything but what God says. But I'm tired, okay? Then that's what you get. People, the Bible says fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight. Nobody's denying that. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you ministers who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing that. Okay, you ready? This is by a lady I've never heard from. Her name is Tammy Lynn Burdrick. It's called A Spring Kiss from God. You will not be able to find it. Hard copied, I promise you. I looked everywhere. But you can listen to it, and you can listen to me. Threats of violence will no longer be heard in your land, nor will destruction and ruin be, be found within your borders. You will name your walls salvation and your gates praise, Isaiah 60, 18. I am Yahweh, and when the right time comes, I will accomplish it swiftly, Isaiah 60, 22. Many of you, have endured a harsh winter. The battle against your destiny, your family, your health, your loved ones has been brutal. But the battle against your family, your health, your loved ones, and your soul is over. You stood even in the midst of pain. And now you will see the salvation of the Lord. Exodus 14, 13. The enemies you have seen, you will never see again. Winter is over. Song of Solomon 2, 11. Spring is here. The time, the right time is now. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says... There is a time for every event under heaven. Your event is on the schedule marked swiftly. 
resets, recovery, restorations, reconciliations, recompense, redemption, resurrections, and rest have all come, and you shall be overtaken with tears of joy. The weeping has come to an end. Psalm 126, 5 and 6. The seeds of tears are about to swiftly be seen in new beginnings sprouting forth. Suddenly, God will act. Suddenly, it will come to pass. Isaiah 48, 3. Get ready for a spring kiss from God. Now, I have every scripture recorded and written down. It's all word. And all the promises of God are what? Yes and amen. I'm taking it. So, I'm going to conclude by just praying Psalm 103. Because I refuse to mislay his benefits. Lord, we bless you. All that is within me, Lord. I bless your holy name. Lord, forgive us where we have forgotten your benefits. Holy Spirit, help us to recall every benefit to mine. Thank you, Lord. You forgive all of our iniquities. You heal all of our diseases. You redeem our lives from the pit and from destruction. You crown us with a circle of loving kindness and has said tender mercies. You satisfy our mouths with good. Our youth renewed is like the eagles. We are strong. We are overcoming. We are soaring in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And if you believe it, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, Subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting ChosenEssay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.